Welcome to the Secrets of Confident Women podcast, where you'll learn all the best tips, tricks, and practical techniques for building the confidence levels you've always wanted. With inspiring interviews, real-life examples, and game-changing insights, this podcast is for women who know that mastering the skill of confidence is one of the most important things they'll ever do. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode. This is Jodie, and I am so excited about today's conversation because it's a little different to what we've done before. Today, I am interviewing Zandra Zarrar, who is the founder of Little Yellow Couch, an interior design coaching platform for passionate homeowners. She's also the host of the very popular podcast, Style Matters, which has done over 250 interviews with the most creative people working in the interior industry. With 25 plus years of experience teaching herself how to create beautiful, meaningful homes, she has developed her own step-by-step slow style approach to teaching others how to do the same. And today we are going to discuss how to have the confidence to express who you are through design. So Zandra, welcome to the Secrets of Confident Women podcast. Thank you. I am honored to be here. Thank you so much for having me. No, you're welcome. And I'm just loved when we connected. I loved the idea that we were going to do something around this expression and expressing ourselves because it's such a key point of confidence. And whether that's in our expression of our own clothes or who we are through our homes or all different areas, I think this is such an important topic to, to cover from a confidence perspective. Yeah, it's, and it's loaded too, right? It's like can be very loaded for women in terms of appearance, perception, uh, putting yourself out there. Absolutely. So I'm excited. There's, yeah, there's so, much, there's so much involved in this. So a great, a great topic today. So to start with, let's just talk a little bit about yourself and your business. So you covered a lot of it. I have a interior design coaching platform. And honestly, I made the name up as uh, it came from me trying to explain it to my mom okay. <laughs> who kept going, wait, what? Cause uh, my whole business is online. And so she, I, she's, I don't get what you do. And, and she actually said, you know, it's talking about helping people, but do you have clients? Well, not anymore. I don't go into people's homes and do things for them. I don't pick out their paint colors, but I help them with this other thing. She said, so you're like a coach. And I said, yes, 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 that's exactly right. Mm -hmm. Thank you, mom. You gave it, you gave it a name. Uh, And I feel like now when I say it, people kind of get it. Uh, So yes. And, and, and really that my passion is, I I figured this out after doing some one-on-ones with people and being their quote unquote designer that I didn't enjoy it. I really wanted to give people the power, the confidence yes. to do it for themselves. It's so satisfying. It's so it's such a nice way to explore who you are and to really develop your confidence is, is through this way of decorating, designing your home. So I, I love it. Yeah. And I think that's such a great point because you can get interior design that make your home look like a magazine cover. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But is that your own expression really? I think having those little things that mean something to you that really bring your own style and expression through your home or as you say, your clothes or anything. But, you know, we can bring more to that and show more of ourselves through the way you're doing it. Absolutely. I think it's about well, what do you want to use your home for? Uh, 
If you want to use your home as the environment or your laboratory for growth, which makes sense because, you know, it's your home, it's the place where you can be the most private and do the most exploration, then why not use it for that? You know, I think our homes are being used for so many things at this point after, during COVID, and it's they're having to do so much more for us. So yeah, I'm definitely excited about helping people really get the most out of their homes by using it that way. I love that expression, a laboratory for growth. I love that. That's really, <laughs> that's great. And you're right. We I are, just came up with that. <laughs> we are, yeah. We are spending so much more time in our homes and we want it to be nurturing and be mm-hmm. an expression of us and be be more rather than a, you know, a white magazine covered <laughs> style. Or just where you dump your stuff at the end of the day when you come home haggard and tired. Yeah. Where everything has a place. I'm very organised. I like to be organised, Sandra. Oh, so. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> All right. So what does confidence or being a confident woman mean to you? I think it means being able to be your genuine self. I'm not saying you put everything out there on social media about all of your most private things, but I'm, but I, I do think that being able to be comfortable in your own skin, being comfortable speaking up and just being a part of a conversation and feeling like you have something to contribute, whether or not it's a conversation at a party or, or it's in a work setting or anywhere. It's, it's that I think it's being comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. I love that. You've got something of value to add. Like you feel valuable and you have the confidence to put that value to contribute to somebody else, as you say, whether it's a party or a conversation or something in a work setting, putting that through. Yes, absolutely. And when are you the most confident version of yourself? I thought this was a great question. I am the most confident version of myself when I let myself think out loud. Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, I read a lot and I'm interested in a lot of things from politics and the environment to design, to art, to theater and music. You know, I'm, I'm just interested in a lot of things. And I like being able to have conversations with people about any number of things. And I feel most confident when I can contribute something that I heard, that I read, that might be of interest and also when I am able to absorb what somebody else is saying yeah, right. that is of oh. interest yeah. because I'm actually tuned into them and I'm not so worried about what I look like or what I say. Do I sound stupid? Do I look yes. bad? Yes. Where I can actually give them my attention yeah. and then we have this back and forth meaningful conversation. Meaningful conversations to me are where I feel the best version of myself. And that, of course, is also confident. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And it is, again, that value that there's an exchange, isn't there? There's a value exchange and we're interested, I'm interested in your views and you're interested in my views and we can, we can connect. So yes, yes. that connection, that back and forth is so invigorating. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Absolutely. Fabulous. Okay, so you had an interesting journey to your career as an interior designer and it took you a long time to figure out what you wanted to do with your life is what you say, which I love, like so many of us. Yeah. You said there were a lot of trial and error and failures and to get to where you are now, you needed to look at the past differently. So how did you change your perspective on the past to get you where you are now? I think the major thing I've done in terms of my mindset to really turn my own 
narrative around about what I tell myself about who I am is to go from feeling unlucky, feeling like, oh, nothing good happens to me. Oh, I'm never going to be one of the chosen ones to realizing that I have agency. I don't have to wait for somebody else to give me a job, to give me a promotion, to tell me that I am capable or valuable. I actually can create a place for myself in the world and that it has very little to do with luck. I mean, of course, being in the right place in the right time, that's a real thing. But so much of life, I think, and your your happiness in it has to do with what you put into it and what you make happen for yourself. And that was very empowering when I finally stopped looking at my past as a series of, oh, I'm so unlucky, I'm so unlucky, to realizing, oh, my past are building blocks to everything about who I am today and the lessons I've learned along the way. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And so many, I think we sometimes, whether it's long-term or short-term, we get into that rut going, oh, why is this series of things happening? Like, what? what? Yes. Hey, give me a break. And, you know, someone yes. says, how are you doing? You go, oh, I can't cut a break. And, you know, like we, <laughs> we talk about it and we put it out. But I, right. it's so important that we do have that change in perspective because the mindset change and the change in perspective changes everything. Like that's where it, it, it just, it starts to be, it has to be internal. And I love yes. what you said about you had your own, you just had your own agency to, to create what you need and create your life and that real taking responsibility and taking your own destiny as such yeah. on to go, well, I create it and I, I can make my own decisions. I love that. It's funny, that mindset thing, it's like a little switch that just gets flipped. It's, it sounds so basic and obvious that I think people don't even try it. But yeah. once you flip that switch, it's like magic. It is, yeah. Because I say to clients, I'm often coaching them to help them see something different or, or flick that switch or, or have a different perspective that they haven't considered before or they haven't even had access to before. Yeah. And when you have, when you see it, it's hard to unsee it at that point, right? <laughs> yes, Because it's yes, in the, exactly. it lives in the, I don't know what I don't know. And then when you sort of see it, you're like, oh yeah, okay, I can see that I'm, right. I use that language or I'm always, you know, whinging about how unlucky I am or whatever. Right. It, you can, it brings it to the forefront and then you get choice over how, what you do with it from that point. But when you sort of get stuck in that place, you've got no access to to making that change. But you believe that what your perception is, is, is reality. Is you don't truth. believe, yeah. you don't know that it's a perception. Yes. 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 It's your truth, not the truth. <laughs> yes, exactly. I love that. Yeah. And so that led you then to inti- like to take on this business yourself and really, is that sort of where it all came to that point? I mean, there was still a lot of meandering before I finally landed where I am today. Um, So, yeah, I mean, in a way, like I said, the building blocks of my life, you can kind of trace the path all the way back to being a kid where this design instinct and this this idea of the power of home has been with me. But yeah, it was still pretty meandering. And and even Little Yellow Couch, I started with a business partner. So that too has gone through changes and, uh, you know, But I really think just like you probably experienced, the podcast, the podcast world is 
been so wonderful. It feels like such an intimate way to connect with people because yeah. we're in we're in your ears yes. right now. Like yeah. we're having a three-way conversation. Yeah. You, me, and whoever's listening. And it, it's it's very powerful. It is. It is. Our podcast was born from the first round of lockdowns, 2020 coronavirus, <laughs> as it does. Mm-hmm. We were we were gonna do YouTube. I mean, goodness. Right. Thank God right, we, sure. we didn't because the oh. effort trying to do video and all the editing. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And then my business partner and I couldn't meet together because we were in yes, separate house in COVID. lockdown. So we went, well, we could do a podcast. We went, okay. I let's, love it. Let's just try that. And now it's just like we love it. We love interviewing. And we never really experienced just how that we would get to connect with the interviewing guests and meeting all these people from around the world doing these amazing yes. things with different perspectives. It's We're learning. It's opening up out like it's fabulous. It's a gift. It's a real gift. It is. Yes. We love it. We love it. Okay, so when you're helping someone with their interior design and helping them maybe design their own homes, what do you find is the connection between their self-confidence and how they show up in their homes? What's amazing to me is how much confidence is at the very foundation of what I do. It is really all about confidence in knowing what you love and mm. why. And it's amazing how many people have no idea what their favorite color is. Right. Or what their favorite, you know, vacation souvenir is or what their favorite thing is that, that's hanging on the wall. It, you know, when we're five, we know exactly what our favorite color is. Yeah. Without hesitation. Yeah. We say it proudly. And then something happens to us along the way. <laughs> <laughs> and I think especially in design and interiors, you know, it's become so professionalized. It's become so much about celebrity homes or what's Instagrammable or what's on, you know, what's on the reality TV show network. And I think people have really started to buy this notion that you need someone to tell you what works and what doesn't. And I guess I just kind of want to unravel that and say, you actually get to decide because your goal, presumably, is not to be on the cover of of House Beautiful. (laughs) Yes. Your goal is to love your home and to have the most amazing experience inside your home. So guess what? You get to decide what that is. So I think people, they, they, the, the, where they're lacking confidence the most is how to mix everything together. Mm. Does this go together? Do these styles go together? Can I put my you know, my 50-year-old hand-me-down from my grandmother with this brand new thing that I want to pick up at the, at the, you know, the glitzy store. And it all comes back to a lot of self-reflection. Yeah. It, you, 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 you cannot answer that question without doing some self-reflection. What does this say about me? What story, what narrative am I, is, is, this, is this room telling about who I am and how I feel about myself and how I see myself? So to me, it's all interconnected. It is not about the throw pillows. It is about who you are and knowing who you are and being confident to say, I love purple and zebra print. I just love <laughs> yes. it. I don't care what anybody else says. <laughs> yep. That's what I love and that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think confidence plays a big role in what I do. And I think we'll get into this more, but I guess I'll just end this question by saying confidence comes from practice. It's not magic. Mm, yeah. You're not just born with it or not. It comes from practice. That's right. That's the whole podcast. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, right. That's why I love your podcast. You learn, 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 yes. right? And yes. I, I love what you're saying there. And I find even when I was preparing for this podcast and I was looking at my own home 
and you know, my own stuff thinking, hmm, does it reflect my, you know, my confidence? And I definitely struggle in certain areas. I don't think I'm naturally gifted, but there's elements where I've just, I really wanted, and I'll tell you a funny story. I really wanted these like crystal beads that hang on your window. And I bought a set and I was like, I'll just put them in my office where nobody can see them, you know, like it's like this private, like my little corner. And then I got them and I loved them so much that I put them on the front windows to our lounge room and the sun in the winter sun, which we're we're just moving into winter now in, in Australia, the winter sun when it lowers comes through and it makes all these glitzy, sparkly and I... Love, now, do they go in that room? No, they do not. Do do I care? No, actually, no, I, do, I not. do not at this point <laughs> because so many times, especially in the winter, I walk through and I get this like it's glittery and it's pretty mm-hmm. and the sun's coming and I just love them so much and I think it's those oh. elements too that you just go, I don't care if it doesn't sort of go, I love being in this room. Like I love yes. my glitzy, crystally bead, you know, curtain right. things. And I love them. I just love, and it's I, that story makes me so happy. That's yeah. that's. I want all of my clients to have those stories. Yeah, where they come back and they say, "I found something I love." Yeah, absolutely. Because it just it, it and it is just that it makes me happy, and that's it's yeah. sometimes just going to that place of just being well. I love it. It's little, it is me, if you know, and I know my favorite color. Everyone does. It's red. So it's like I have to just do red and crystals and a bit of sparkle and a bit of glitzy, you know, whatever. And I think they were, you know, $40 off Amazon. Like it was really, it was right, really right. a low end purchase. It was it's perfect. It's rarely expensive. No, yes. What exactly. We love. Yeah. Exactly. So, how do you help someone harness their confidence then when they are trying to be more creative or experimental? in their home design or their design? So that gets back to the practice thing that I just mentioned. I really encourage people to play around to uh, actually take everything off your mantle or your bookcase or wherever, go around your house, find five objects, make sure you love them. Don't pay attention to how they look or whether or not they go together. Five objects you love and arrange them three different ways. Yeah. Just just place them and start paying attention to things like, well, what do the heights look like together? What do the shapes and colors look like together? Is there a little story going on here? Do the objects relate to one another in some way? Can I tell a story about these objects based on what they mean to me, even though nobody else would know what the yeah, background is? Yeah. And, and when you do that and you play around, the more you do it, the more you're developing your eye. That's all developing your eye is. It is... Paying attention and noticing yeah. what you're seeing. And, and the same goes true with like, you know, I'll, a lot of times what I'll have people do is I'll have them kind of dissect a room, a photo of a room that they absolutely love. And most people just stop and saying, oh my God, I love it. That looks so beautiful. Yeah. Or, oh, that's so luxurious. Let, let's say something like that. And, and you just need to push past that and say, well, what exactly? Is it the is it the, the way, is it the colors? Is it the way the furniture is arranged? Furniture arrangement is a big one. Putting everything up, up against the edges of the room, up against the edges of the walls is a very different feeling than bringing the chairs in closer together. Look at the length of the curtains. Look at the time of day and the lighting. And mm. is that what you're loving? Are you loving the exposed brick wall or are you loving the view outside the window? It's really just about noticing what you're seeing 
taking mental notes or even taking, you know, writing it in a notebook and getting clearer and clearer on what it is you love. That will give you the confidence next time to go, oh, I want this doorknob instead of that yes, doorknob. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it really does come, come down to those kinds of design choices and, and just feeling comfortable and confident in what you're choosing. So it's, it's just about practice. Yeah. And it is, it is that practice in, in ev- like, honestly, in everything, in everything we do. Right. You can't just walk in and be a des- in fantastic interior designer like everything else in life now, wouldn't it? Right, exactly. It just doesn't work that way. So I think, yeah, right. it, it is practice. But I love, the, I love what you're saying about going, collecting five things that you love. And we, we often put those love, love things like those, that, that when you, when in the intro, when you said something, you know, your favourite travel trinket or... Yeah. Your, and I was like, I instantly went, oh, mine's actually sitting, you know, in a cupboard. Like, stop that. I should, <laughs> as soon as we finish this podcast today, I'm going to go and get it. Because I do, I love it so much and I don't know oh. why it's on a shelf in, in a cupboard somewhere. So... But or getting, if it's on the shelf that it used to look great, but you've you, it's been there for a year, you're not seeing it anymore. <laughs> no, that's you, right. Move it around. That's Put right. it in a new place so you can enjoy it all over again. Absolutely. But bringing, again, bringing those things out to express who mm-hmm. you are and mm-hmm. so that you're in your happy place when you are spending too much time in your homes as, as we're <laughs> right. often doing at the moment. Bringing yes. those things out and, and I love that, that just changing things around a little bit. You don't have to like say, well, these four things go together and these are the right heights and that's how it has to stay for the next 25 years. Right, <laughs> exactly. Well, and I think too when you buy things for one specific purpose to go together you have trouble imagining them in any other setting. Yeah. Whereas if you buy things because you love them, they will go over and over again with different things, rotating. It, it's just it's just a different way of looking at what we own. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny, we've got my, in my family at the moment, my daughter's got her first job and where she's spending a lot more and all different things. <laughs> and we were talking about when you when you try on clothes and and find other things to buy. And we were talking about exactly that. And I said to her, after years and years of many mistakes and many purchases going, mm, why did <laughs> right. I? Why did I buy that? <laughs> where, what was I thinking at the time? I've got to a place called, if I love it, I'm buying it. If I don't love mm. it, it's, it's a no. Like it's just got to be yes. that. It's got to be, an, I'm not standing in the mirror going, do I like it? Am I sure? Mm-hmm. Maybe it could work. If it, if I'm doing that, it's a no. And I was trying to explain to her, maybe try mm-hmm. to, because, you know, her money is is limited in what, you yes. know, first part-time job. So you've got to don't buy it unless you love it. And I think it goes back to that area where you just end up with a whole lot of stuff that yeah. you don't really you don't love. love. <laughs> you exactly. just don't really love. Oh, it's so true. I think that's the best thing about getting older is that get, you get clearer and clearer yes. on what that yes, no yes. thing is. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> All right. So what is your approach to design that you call your slow style? So after being with the podcast now, I think I'm in my seventh year, sixth year, something like that. And talking to all of these designers, these design professionals, and really trying to figure out what questions to ask them to mm. help me grow personally, help my audience grow personally. What, what sort of started crystallizing for me is this idea that there really is a framework that I could offer that helps people 
kind of step-by-step build their signature style, their own personal unique style. Because what I really push against is this idea that some of us are born with a creative gene and others aren't. Some of us are born with an eye for design and some of us aren't. I just believe that beauty belongs to everyone. Everyone deserves it. And so it can't be something that you're either born with or you're not. So then the next obvious question is, so how do you teach that? How do you develop it if it doesn't come naturally to you? And so, you know, it's taken some time, but I I feel like it's been, it's now very, it's kind of got got a life of its own, this this framework that I call slow style. And it's basically, um, it comes down to four areas of practice, things that I think that if you just work on these four things, you are going to develop a home that is like no one else's and it's going to give something back to you. And so very briefly, those, those four areas of practice are learning how to assess and that has to do with how to organize, how to make sure your, the flow in your home is working, um, um, you know, how to know what you love and don't love, that kind of thing. Assess what's going on. Yeah. The second area of practice to work on is being creative, which is just what we were talking about, about that idea of practicing. Being creative is not, is not a static thing. I think creativity is very active. You are either practicing it or you're not. Wow. Yes. That's a great way to look just at it. Just playing it around. Yeah, it, yeah. It, just playing around is what, you know, it counts. Yes. And then the, the third thing you, the area of practice is translation. And that's kind of the hardest part for people because it's very abstract. You're, you're taking a source of inspiration that's not another person's house that you're trying to copy. I mean, like mm. a favorite vacation or a painting or a movie that you love or a book. And you're translating that into design decisions. How would I, which lampshades, what rugs, what wall color would I choose if I'm trying to evoke St. Tropez and my vacation there? Mm. And then when you ask that question, so many other things come into it, like like sense of smell and what we're hearing, of course, what we're seeing, what textures we're feeling, what kind of furniture we're sitting on. So learning how to translate yeah. something very meaningful to you, something, a, a source of inspiration that is, that is so personal and how to create a room that wow. kind of looks like that and feels like that, that that's an area of practice that yeah. is the meatiest. Yeah. And then finally, I think this is really important, the area of practice of celebrating our homes. Mm. We can't work on them all the time. And we have to be okay with them not being perfect. We have to enjoy the process of creating a home. Taking the time to sit down with a cup of tea in your favorite chair and do nothing for 10 minutes and just enjoy what you're looking at on the wall. That's huge. That's huge. So celebrating, that's the last area. So the framework is built on those four areas of practice and through our private membership, but also the podcast, I, I kind of help people practice in each of those areas. And I love that. I love the celebrating part because you enjoy it and then it might change because as you, yes. as we, you know, our homes go through, especially with different age children, I know we're, we're trying yes. to do some different things in our backyard at the moment because we're coming into sort of those teenage middle where they're going to have yep. friends over and barbecues right. and things and they're going to have all the you know so it, it's a different purpose now than when I had toddlers totally. and I needed a sand pit you know <laughs> it's totally exactly and you did everything to be fenced in and that's you, right. they wanted to be with you and now they don't now and, that's right yeah. 
So it's, yeah, yeah, our homes do take on different life stages as well where things need changing and updating and and as we've probably, so many of us have gone through, well, a bedroom, the spare room needs to turn into an office and needs to... All these sorts of changes. Especially COVID. Yes. Yeah. That now, you know, even, you know, my husband who always says I could never work from home now. Guess what? Two days He's a week and still home. works from home. Mm-hmm. So he needed an area. We had to, you know, transform a little, a little, cor- he got a corner of the rumpus room, but, you know, he's happy. <laughs> he's happy there. <laughs> Good, good. Yes, but they do. I love we, it the changes. But I love it. Yeah, I love the enjoy change. the moments, and then mm-hmm. you move on to move on when things change, or you buy something, or go on that holiday where there's something that's really meaningful, and you oh, want to bring yes. that into your home. Exactly. Oh, I exactly. love it. Okay, so why is it important then to express? Why do you think it is important that we express who we are, or who we want to be through the designs in our home? Our homes are our biggest investment. Mm. They are they they they're the thing that's going to cost us the most money yes. and hopefully <laughs> appreciate in value. Um, so that's one reason. Yeah, it's just the practical reason. But what if you rent? Okay, then you're still putting money into furniture, into artwork. So there's always going to be a financial investment that, therefore, to me says take care of what you have. And I, I feel like, you know, generations ago, people really did a better job of this. Yes. They took care of their linens. They took care of their copper pots because they weren't going to get more of them. And and the, the society wasn't quite as disposable. Yeah. But there's always going to be that, oh, it's a big investment. Therefore, yes, of course you should care about your design and your style. But but to me, the emotional reasons are, are even more powerful. Mm. So when you look at what you want your home to give back to you, You want a place where you can rejuvenate and where Mm. you feel safe, but you also want a place where you can feel motivated to reach your life goals. You want a place that inspires your creativity, that that deepens your relationships, which means room and space that really encourages connectivity with people. Mm. So, So there's so many things that our homes should be giving to us. And when you are putting your own style your own self, you're kind of opening yourself up like a book Mm. out there, you are going to learn so much more about who you want to become because you are seeing it reflected back at you. Yeah. And I think it was Gloria Vanderbilt that said, decoration is autobiography. And I love that quote. I I just, that is what I resonate with. Yes, we need to, we need a safe space and and a rejuvenating space to kind of figure out like we were, you were talking about earlier about our past, yeah. like looking at our past and think, changing our mindset. We need a place to do that in. And then, of course, a place to become who we want to become. So that's why I feel it is so important. Yeah. If we can't express ourselves in our own home, then where the hell can we? Like, really? Exactly. <laughs> where are we going to? Exactly. And it's just, I think that what you're saying, trial and error, starting one step at a time, just finding one corner to to transform or make a reading nook or do yep. and then and different things will take on its own life but it, you want to express we want to be able to show something of ourselves in our own home yes. and that and feel like that nurturing is there when we do need to grow and we want to come home from a really bad day and our beautiful things are around us or 
Not even beautiful. Just yeah. the things that mean something to it, whether it's, whether it's a painting, whether it's a picture from a, a holiday, whether it's a, a trinket that you searched high and low on holidays right. to get or something, or the you know. the softest throw ever oh, that's yes. on your couch. You know, all, all those kinds of things. And I guess I just want to also just reiterate this idea about the slow part of slow style is that I think it takes the pressure off of this this kind of culture we have kind of surrounded ourselves with, which is the instant makeover. yes. <laughs> and you know what? It does, like, let's take that off our plates, please. <laughs> yes. It can be slow. We do not have time in our lives to solely devote to making our homes look pretty. Take your time. You're evolving as a human. Let your house evolve with you. Yeah, I love it. Yes, because who has the time to transform your whole thing in a weekend? Like, it just, yes. no, I don't, I don't. <laughs> Of course not. <laughs> it has to be slow. Fabulous. All right. So now I love that. I love that. And we're going to go on to now our Rise Women Power questions, which we ask Yay. all our guests. So Yes, I'm ready. You I are? know these questions. Fabulous. Yes. What do you wish every woman knew? I wish that every woman knew that the more they put themselves out there, the more confidence they're going to gain. Oh. It can be the smallest little step. Yeah. Put yourself out there. And you know what? The best part of that is that the next day you go, oh my gosh, I survived. Yes, I did. I survived. <laughs> I didn't, nobody, you know, nobody shamed me. I didn't, yeah. you know, curl up into a hole and die. I think that just putting yourself out there a little bit at a, at a time is so empowering. Yeah. And, and I just want everyone, every woman to know that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love, yeah, fabulous. Now, what is your superpower? <laughs> I think my superpower is... Genuine communication. Oh, cool. I feel like I'm pretty good at making somebody else feel comfortable to open up to me fairly early on. And I think I do that by just throwing out a foible of my own or an embarrassing little moment <laughs> yeah. or something so that the person goes, oh, thank God, she's yeah. just a normal, real person, yes. you know? Yeah. I, I think that, that that has gotten me very far in life. Yeah. Oh, good. And I have definitely experienced that with you, just meeting you today. So there you go. <laughs> Thank you. There Thank you. you. Uh, now, we've got a whole shoe thing going on. Are you a heels or a flats girl? Or oh. we have had a whole range of other things that come in, like ski boots and thongs and barefoot <laughs> and we've had uh, Wellington boots. We've had a whole range. But okay. we, just, we just go start with the simple of heels or flats. <laughs> I'm going to say heels. Um, they get they become more uncomfortable as I get older. But I'm also I'm I am very dedicated to finding comfortable ones. <laughs> I, I I lean toward the feminine side of style, fa- you know, fashion yes. wise. And I just I love clothing. Yeah. I love to feel dressed up. Yeah, I I am a heels person. Good, good. Yes, me too. I just love that that as well. I, it does make me feel <laughs> like me. It's like, right. it's an expression right, exactly. of me. I feel like me in heels. It's just who I yes. am. It's what I'm going to go with. Great. Uh, your favorite quote or rule that you live by? Okay. So the rule I live by is the serenity prayer. I don't know if you guys have that in Australia. Yes. It comes from AA, yeah. but it yeah. is, you know, grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change, yeah. the courage to change the things that I can. And the wisdom to know the difference. Yes. And I think that ability to really, I think women, we tend to feel like we need to fix everyone mm-hmm. or help everyone or take care of everyone. And there are so many people whose 
problems we cannot solve and, yeah. in, in, you know, in our families and in our, in our immediate circles. Yeah. And letting them have their problems and their own journey to fix them, yeah. let them have that. And knowing when to step in and when not to, what to try to change and what, and what to let go of, it's, that is also very empowering to me. It just is a way to take things off my plate yes. at the end of the night. I'm going to sleep going, can I solve that right now? No, I cannot. I'm going to go to sleep. Yeah, no. Yes, and I interesting, I just was having a conversation with a girlfriend yesterday about that exact, and I, I know the serenity prayer. I've, I've, you know, had that in my life for a very mm-hmm. long time, but I forgot, I've forgotten about it and I'm love, I love uh-huh. that you've bought that today because it's yeah. exactly what I needed to hear because there's a few <laughs> things I need to step back from that yes. I'm trying to make look a certain way and they're just not, yep. and it's exhausting. It's exhausting <gasps> trying right. to make things. So I need the wisdom to, know the difference. <laughs> know the difference. It is good, solid life advice. It Absolutely. is good. So- I love it. Okay, great. Uh, now, who inspires you and why? Honestly, other women, friends that I have made who are able to say no to things. So, these are not famous people. So, I, you know, I'm not going to mention their names. No one's going to know who they are. But I mean, <laughs> these are people who are able to Without hurting anyone's feelings, yeah. but also without not feeling guilty themselves, saying, that doesn't work for me. Yeah. I can't do that. You know what? If we're going to do that, I need to ask that we start an hour earlier. Yeah. <laughs> I admire that. Yes. You know, I just feel like, wow. And what's so great about it is then you know exactly where you stand. They're not these little micro um um, problems to solve, like working working out other people's intentions, exactly. and yeah. these little grievances that yeah. you, that you gather up over time with a yes. friend, and then a year later you're going, well, that time five years ago when you did this, that really hurt my feelings. Yeah, it's very, it's so much simpler. Be clear in your communication. Yes. I love that. Yes. And so interesting. We have just launched, and I'm going to also say it at the end of this podcast, but we've actually just, I use a sheet that I've got with 30, there's, I think there's 33 ways to say no. And I use oh, I it with it. my clients all the time because it's such, <gasps> oh. it's something that comes up all the time going, how do I say love no it. to this? So I give them this sheet and we've actually just put it on our website as a downloadable. And so it's, yeah, recently. So I'm going to have the URL at the end of this pod, but but it's exactly that. It's exactly that, Zandra. Say no, be able to say no. Even if you cannot say the word N-O, find a different way to say it that, you know, that's not going to work for me. That's not wishy-washy. You don't want to like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not wishy-washy, but you you get the result that you put boundaries into your world so you're not doing right. a whole lot of stuff that you don't want to be doing. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. So horrible feeling. What I love about this, this sheet of yours is that we do need scripts sometimes. We do. We really do. We need those mantras. So that's really helpful. Yeah. I had a lady and she was working from home and I she highlighted three that was something oh, that it. really appealed to her and she stuck it on the wall behind her computer, yes. behind her laptop. So when she was on these Zoom meetings getting roped into everything, she could look <laughs> over and it was like a prompt script. Oh, yeah, a script. I love it. And I love it. That's so, so she good. could deliver it very, and we practised like delivering it very conf- confidently as well. practised. Yes. Practice, yes. Practice, practice. Takes practice. Okay, last one, Sandra. Finish this sentence. If I had even more confidence than I do now, I would. Oh my gosh. I think, I don't know how to answer this. 
I, my flippant answer is I would charge more for my services. Okay. <laughs> That's a good answer. Um, you know, I don't know because I feel like the process of gaining confidence is in and of itself kind of rewarding to me. Yeah. When I, like right now, I'm in the process of putting together my very first book proposal. Oh, wow. I, I couldn't have done it a year ago. No. I didn't have the confidence. Yeah. And there have been things that I've done that I've reflected back on that have made me go, oh, wow, I actually do have something to teach. Oh, I really do have a way of distributing that information. I really do have some beautiful ideas to share. And this is how I got there. Like being able to reflect back on all of that is the process of becoming confident. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know that I have a good answer for that question. To me, I'm happy right where I am. I am thrilled right now that I am feeling like confident enough right now just to tell you that I'm putting a book proposal out there, (laughs) right? right. I just feel... Yeah. I just feel good about it. So, that's good. yeah. And that's the yeah. perfect answer, right? That is oh, because it's just, <laughs> it is a journey. It is a learning. And you're right. There was, there's things that we're doing now that we couldn't have done last year and probably things that's that we right. are doing now that we didn't, couldn't even do last month, you know, because exactly. we learn and we keep going and we keep growing and we keep moving, moving forward. So we can't wait to read your book. Zandra. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. It'll be all about slow style, of course. Awesome. Well, thank you. Look, I've loved today's conversation. I've loved the insight you've brought to design and style and expression and giving us all a little bit of license to just play and have fun oh, and just enjoy, enjoy the process really. So thank yes. you so much for your for coming on and, and sharing your ideas with us. Oh, thank you so much. Honestly, like I said at the beginning, it's a real honor. Love your podcast. And I have really enjoyed this conversation. Yeah. So thank you. I'm so happy to know you. Same, same. And thank you to everyone for listening today. And remember, there are so many ways that we can help you become the confident woman you've always wanted to be. So please get in touch. We have a number of free downloads on our website, including a list of 30 plus ways to say no, which is a very valuable resource for so many women. So go to risewomen.com forward slash free to access all our free content. Fabulous conversation. Go and pull out your holiday trinkets that you've got left in a cupboard and put them out today or your crystal bead curtain that nobody in the house likes except you. Go and hang it up today and remember with confidence anything is possible. Bye for now. Bye.